Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Projected Opinions Podcast, the best movie podcast in under about the time it takes to commute to work. My name is Matt Noble. And I'm Nathan Payne. And this week, uh, we're doing, well, two things. First, we're going to be doing a podcast on the film Venom. Mm -hmm. And also, at this very moment, we're actually live streaming on Facebook. So if you do not follow us on Facebook and you would be interested in watching the entirety of the show uh including all of our screw-ups as opposed to just what we want to present to you in audio format uh feel free to uh follow us on facebook or like i suppose the page and uh, we're also on twitter and probably instagram but we never post we hardly post on Instagram. so there it is it exists for who knows why um let's go ahead and jump right into this review of uh venom guy you work for is an evil person. I don't work for him. My firm works for him. Are you going to behave yourself tomorrow? I told you I'm going to do my job. I'm a reporter. I follow people that do not want to be followed. What about the allegations that you recruit the most vulnerable for tests that end up killing people? Your time to go. You're finished, Mr. Brock. Is that a threat? You had to learn how to hide in plain sight. And that's from the trailer of Venom. Nathan, a few moments... What did you think? Spoiler free. I thought this movie, like aesthetically, was actually very similar to a previous movie that we've reviewed, The Predator. As far as interesting, really, like you weren't kidding all, about that all the nighttime scenes, yeah. and it it actually did kind of remind me of that, but it took itself a little bit less seriously. Thankfully, um, like, thank God, and it wasn't the greatest comic book outing ever and it it's certainly not the most memorable uh, it was you know cg action scenes and stuff like that but i don't know maybe the same kind of love that you have for the rock i have for tom hardy and so even though it could be seen as just kind of generic mm-hmm. i enjoyed the ride i would i would much rather see this again than Predator or several oh, other movies. Easily. Um, I, I don't want to see it again. That's correct. I will never watch The Predator again. No, no. <laughs> I mean Venom either. Really? Yeah. Well, well let me, let me uh, briefly... So what did you think, yeah, Matt? Briefly, um, I, so I, I was not... I did not go into this blind. I saw multiple reviews online. There weren't a lot of spoilers... But I didn't really care either way. I knew I was going to end up seeing a movie, and I knew it was getting panned by most critics. However, I thought it was really curious that the audience score was, was so different. Was so different. This has happened before, a la Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, so yeah, but that was the other way. That's correct. Yes, uh, but also there's something been a lot like of Greatest Showman got totally destroyed by the critics. Yes, and the audience score is still like eight point five. Yeah, it's still uh, yeah. very popular. Um, so as far as the, I, th- I thought it was somewhat enjoyable. Definitely more enjoyable and coherent. Oh yes. Than the predator. The predator. I was like, I don't even care anymore. Just please stop right. like showing me the things. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this, I cared only about Tom Hardy. Now I'm also a fan of Tom Hardy. Right. I've seen him in like all the things from like Warrior, uh, which is. A, if you haven't seen it, uh, I recommend it to our, our listeners, viewers. Um, it's a surprisingly touching film about two brothers that end up going into a, a UFC kind of mm-hmm. match against each other. But 
it's is not a incredibly well written character, and Tom Hardy does a lot with it. I think. Likewise, whenever he's wearing a mask in all the films that he does for Christopher Every Nolan, <laughs> uh, he does an incredible job at emoting with his face, uh, his and eyes, his body dude. language. It's incredible. Um, if you haven't seen Legend, he plays twin brothers. Also, an incredible performance. He is shockingly diverse mm-hmm. and like. Uh, Mad Max was great. He had almost no lines, and yet you felt like he was talking the entire time mm-hmm. just because of how he is showing you. Um, I felt the same way about this film. I thought, man, this character is very poorly written, uh, and yet I still somehow care. Maybe it's only because it's Tom Hardy, uh, but I somehow care about his interaction with his alter ego, almost, of Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's also voiced by Tom Hardy. Also voiced by Tom Hardy, which made it even better. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, and he's just good. He's a good voice actor, I think. Uh, his his posture and like he he created a character for this. Like he he wasn't just acting himself. He he had postures oh, yeah. and mannerisms and the voice change and everything. And I thought it was incredible to see this person that I know is Tom Hardy be not Tom Hardy. That's I actually forget what tom normal tom hardy actually is because he's so different every single movie Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of times people just kind of lump him in with the the kind of actors that do crazy things to their bodies just to try to like make themselves different christian bale's a great example Mm -hmm. uh he plays dick cheney in the upcoming film uh by uh, adam mckay can we just get christian bale a movie where he's supposed to be british please i don't know um, but you don't recognize him. Like seriously, you—he is in a, a, a presumably a bodysuit. I don't know. In American Hustle, he gained forty pounds and like shaved his head for a bald spot and everything. Like it was crazy because he does crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy, I think, takes similarly similarly weird and unique roles uh, without physically changing himself. Well, well I Dane, mean, he was pretty jacked. Warrior, like he's. He, he doesn't seem crazy. Uh, Fair. You know, and I kind of get a feel for, like, what I think Christian Bale's like. When mm-hmm. he's Bruce Wayne, I kind of feel like, okay. It's probably kind of. Spoiled, very rich. Kind of like, that just feels like mm-hmm. the kind of person that I, I imagine him being. Mm-hmm. With Tom Hardy, I have no clue. Like, like what I just forget like. what he's actually like uh, in interviews and stuff like that. Um, because he is so good at creating a character. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching him. Yes. The rest of the movie was total garbage. Uh, so, yep. let's see. We're about seven minutes in. Anything else you want to say before we get to spoilers? Um, so, I went to see... We didn't see this together uh, this time, and we haven't talked about this until now. So, all, all that you're hearing right now, by the way, is our first time hearing the other's yep. impressions. But So, I went with a bunch of movies that are not filmmakers, not really film critics. Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I say? Yeah, you went with a bunch of movies. <laughs> went with a bunch of friends to the movies. Um, some of them watch movies a lot, uh, but none of them are really into making or critiquing them. And one of them looked at me the moment that it was over, and 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 she said to me, "I don't know what eighth grader wrote this, but <laughs> it was bad." And I was like, "Wow!" Like from somebody who's, you know, that's not their normal forte mm-hmm. to recognize that like this was bad and specifically 
she was talking about the dialogue. Ugh. The dialogue was horrendous. Like, I was sitting there going, people just don't say that. I, I said that multiple times out loud. I, I'm, I don't... But it was Tom Hardy speaking most of it, and so I was like, but he made it okay. <laughs> I actually, I, didn't, I thought Tom Hardy's stuff, like, he did what he could with it. Right, the and other it's, characters it's one of those things where you're so sitting painful. there going like, you hear it, and you don't really think about it, and then when you actually stop to consider, like, what he just said, you're like, that's... People, you you wouldn't say that. But, like, you don't notice it right off... off. That's not the first thing you notice mm. from Tom Hardy's character. Some of the other people don't quite put as much character behind their lines, and they kind of fall flat a lot. So, that I, I was wanna, the I one get point. Into this because there were several <laughs> yeah, things go for it. within the editing, directing, storyline that mm-hmm. I was just like, man... Missed opportunity. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what... So that's what I left feeling like. Man, Tom Hardy's incredible. Their cast was actually very good. Yeah. Uh, the and I've seen part, them yeah. all uh, in Do other well movies. well other things. <laughs> yeah, that I thought, very great. Um, this was almost frustrating, because I was like, I know they can do better. Uh, it's it's just Sony seems to be cursed whenever they I don't know what they do but it's like the, it's the same thing with like um, uh, Warner Bros when they go and they make some spinoff Batman Justice League thing and people are like well, that wasn't crap. very good <laughs> yeah like ever since Christopher Nolan left and it's and it's just like people just don't know how to right. put good stories together it, shockingly since you know DC Comics is supposedly involved. I don't know. Um, so, let's jump into spoilers right now. Go so, for it. Uh, my biggest critique of this film was the villain. Uh, the dumbest, super intelligent, rich billionaire. So, uh, clear, clearly a stand-in for, like, an Elon Musk or... Um, Some visionary what's... character. Yes. So, Tony Stark. It was basically like, what if Tony Stark was a villain? <laughs> uh, except... He was not likable uh, or, like, intelligent. Like, the, the, the dumbest, so like, let's super smart kill people and figure out nothing. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, clearly not a scientist, even though he runs this, like, super scientific right. corporation and is, like, talking about how scientifically advanced he is. What an idiot. Like, no scientist behaves the way that he, th- he does. No billionaire behaves. Uh, I'm going to pull that back. <laughs> uh, no intelligent CEO behaves that way they just don't like i think it would have been an interesting choice to have the villain be super likable yeah to have him be like really charming and to to be there going like well, i know he's the bad guy but i kind of like him. and then you get you get the flip when he gets taken over by the symbiote right and then you're like no i liked him and he ends up dying and that's fine like right hey that's the end to the villain like and you mm-hmm. kind of feel bad about it like ah oh, and if I only also, he could have been saved. Right. <laughs> uh, and so more of like, what if it was just a, a Tom Hardy kind of person? Like, not Tom Hardy. Sorry. Uh, what's Tom Hardy's character in this? I don't know, Brock. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Um, I remember that because... The, Spider-Man 3. No. <laughs> I didn't even watch that one. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. That okay. was a good choice. Thank you. Um, because the first word that Venom says to Eddie Brock is... Eddie. And he <laughs> flips right. out because he's just like standing in the mirror in his bathroom and he like screams <laughs> and flies back into the shower. And I was like, <laughs> that's that hilarious. was entertaining. <laughs> no, and see, that's 
that's the part of this film. Yes. That's what makes this film actually work is the interaction between Eddie and Venom is hilarious. If Tom Hardy with it's himself great. again <laughs> is incredible. Like, just more Tom Hardy, please. Maybe he should have played all the roles. Right. It would have been better. I don't know. One-man play version of Venom. I'm down. But the, the villain was, like, if An there was something idiot. less than one-dimensional, that's what he would have been. It was so, so stupid. Mm-hmm. And every time... I think a very was, simple change would have would have kind of helped it along and instead of just making him just ignore the people that he's clearly hired i think it would have been far more interesting to see to see him kind of do the green goblin uh yeah from the first spider-man where he's like i can't like somebody dies and he's like oh no i can't do that i'll use myself and so he sneaks back in after the doctors tell him, you can't do this, and mm-hmm. he does it to himself. I yeah. think that would have worked much better. He yeah. might have become a 1.5-dimensional character. But something. But it would have been better than just pointlessly murdering people when nothing is changing. Like, right. there's no point. He, he is actually not getting any more information. Mm-hmm. He is doing science as if a 5-year-old were doing it. Like right. that didn't work. I'll no, he's do literally doing else. the definition of insanity is yes. same thing, expecting different results, and he never gets the different. There is results. no difference between what he was doing and having him walk up to random characters and shooting them in the head. Like that was what he was doing. Hey, I'm going to take this human character and I'm going to put them in a room with this thing that I know will probably kill them, but maybe it won't, and I'll be famous for reasons mm-hmm. like killing other people who. I mean, the PR nightmare. Like I know we're not supposed to take this is a superhero movie. Right. Don't take it super realistically. But come on, like no business operates under the foundation of I'm going to do, I'm going to skip every kind of test. Well, and apparently he's done this before because you remember Eddie's chasing him down for killing people in trials before the the symbiote even becomes the issue. And Eddie's the one that gets fired, which just makes no sense because the entire world would be like, why would you fire this man? Justice, justice. Right. Why would you fire this man that just asked a question about something that we all know actually happened? Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't get you fired. That gets you promoted. Right. In the editorial world, asking hard questions, right. and so well, and it's the, just, I think the more compelling, like scary, intimidating storyline would have been like, so Eddie Brock works for this news corp, right, mm-hmm. and goes and asks this question in interviews. It goes terribly wrong, like it did, and as a result, uh, the villain buys the news corp, just like they said he could have bought us. Um, he actually does it, and then fires him. Uh, right. As a result, like. That actually creates like tension between the, the villain and our mm-hmm. protagonist, as opposed to like I walk into an interview room, I ask three questions, my boss fires me because I asked the wrong questions that were the only things that people cared about. Like no one says, "Hey, do a puff piece." That's what people want to watch. No, no, people want to watch drama. Like that's why when you have the president or his secretary walk into the room, you have people yelling out questions all the time, and they're like inflammatory things <laughs> just ridiculous that yep. was really frustrating to me um also that this huge corporation has zero security yeah apparently uh, no cameras in hallways or science science rooms where they're doing experiments yeah. like come on well if you're killing people on the daily i guess you can't <laughs> have cameras that's true touche uh also they don't check badges they're just like let you wave it and you can walk in yeah it's supposed to like keying the other thing that kind of like back to his he's just trying the same thing over and over again i don't know what the actual science explained in the comics is but it seems as if the symbiote has to choose the host which makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. in this world 
and they didn't they never really explain like the process like how come it worked with mm -hmm. certain people like how come the bad guy got to be one of the people that lived like they never really kind of get through that because clearly his wife lived as well because uh -huh. the she venom was there for like a tad like a second yeah um the well, girl, li like the old lady, lived. The the tiny girl, like they don't explain how some of these people live, but just an, any other human can't. Like it's just at the whim of the writer, like who lives and who dies. It's just like it's yeah. it's waiting until the conflict so, can start. So they make this big deal about the one symbiote that uh, escaped. It wasn't rampage. It was to, what was the like the villainous um, symbiote who takes over the CEO. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I forgot. It, it really doesn't matter. So, did you see the after credit scene? No, I didn't know there was one. I just, I was just like, I'm, I'm done with this. I left. Oh boy, it's actually. Good. I'll explain it in a second. Okay. No, it's hilarious. Oh, excellent. I'm sure it's. it's no, it's hilarious in a bad way. Like it uh, wasn't supposed to be funny. No, and, but it was funny. No, it was Woody Harrelson. What? Okay. Woody we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get back to this. Uh huh. <laughs> we'll have time. Okay. We have like five minutes. All right. So. Uh, they make a big deal about it crash landing in Malaysia. Right. Right. And it takes over an ambulance driver, and then it takes over, like, some an old, old woman, lady. And then it takes over a kid in an airport, and it's, like, trying to get somewhere to the rocket. Okay? Because somehow it's like, oh, I know that I'm communicating with the yeah, rocket. Other well, it just knows where the rocket is. Like, Apparently. that's the thing that really bothers me. I'm like, how would you know that? There's no TV. You didn't see the news that, thing. This old lady and, doesn't know. Come on. That whole subplot was pointless. Like, it. Because it could have crash landed anywhere in the world, and it would have ended up. In, why just not crash land somewhere else? Like, yeah. It, why it, there's there's a spent, there's a good ten minutes of footage oh, in that yeah. plot line that you don't even need to and know. And then they don't go ever. to explain like why all that had to happen. It would have we, been more interesting if you still had the right. same dialogue where they implied that something had crashed and was coming, and you just mm -hmm. never see anything. Yeah. And you're like, wait, there's another one? So and like, you just wonder where it is all the time. I think the horror movie It Follows is mm -hmm. kind of like that, where it's like, hey, this thing is going to chase you and kill you, but it can look like anyone that you know. And you never know when it's coming, except that it's always coming directly at you. So the only way to identify it is if like you see someone who should not be walking right at you, walking right at you, which makes you super paranoid the entire time because anything that's like coming towards you, you're just like, oh, shink, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> that did not happen in this movie. It was, there was no subtlety. There was no like tension. And that no point did I feel tension. Also, side note, how do we feel about Eddie Brock basically being a cannibal? That's a, that's so, a question so for the, the comic story book writers. Is, like, Venom bites people's heads off. Ergo. Like, so I, I understand, like, it's a skin around Eddie at certain times, but, like, it's a skin that goes in and out of him, which yeah. I think is, like, physics. I'm just kind of curious. Like, that sounds, one, painful. Phasing, like, man. <laughs> also, when it goes through his shirt and it, like, stains his shirt and then immediately the stain disappears, and I'm like, okay, well. I mean, I can spill milk on myself, and it goes through my shirt, but there's still like milk residue on my shirt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop that bubble. Bubble. That's just because they didn't want to CG it yeah. anymore. They did money. Sorry. Or they did just want to CG it and have it done, as opposed to having like continuity of like right. shirt stuff. They just yeah. wanted it to be easy. All right. <laughs> um, anything else? Oh yeah, I thought his fiance was a bland character. Just there 
for reasons, question mark, emotional reasons. Oh, second biggest pet peeve of this movie. Go for it. Eddie Brock, at no time is there any difference in his appearance before he loses his job, after he loses his job and has not been possessed by a symbiote, and after he's been possessed by a symbiote. There are three stages of his life in this movie, and he looks like a homeless person at all three. Seriously, unkempt uh, face. Like, how many anchor people, like news anchors, do you see who are not clean-shaven? Like, even Anderson Cooper, who is, like, this dude who goes around interviewing famous people about important things, clean-shaven, right? Looks good, wears a suit. Eddie Brock thinks he can just walk into this billionaire's place, look like he's homeless, wearing a hoodie and jeans that are like kind of baggy and no shave and has his hair tousled and it just doesn't feel reasonable to me yeah so it's riot by the way riot. Is, riot is the main bad guy and we're introduced the symbiote bad guy. right um we're introduced to the human host for rampage at the end of the film there's an after credit scene oh, exactly. he goes to san quentin prison and there's a maximum security that has who goes to uh, Eddie Brock, Brock um, to interview him, uh-huh. and apparently, like everybody that goes in there, like something happens to them or something, they die or whatever, which is <sighs> okay. A let like they yeah, imply because they don't have cameras in prison. Apparently not, and apparently, even if you don't get near the bars, you still die anyway. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it's Woody Harrelson with this red curly wig. And it's not like red, no. like orange. It's red, kind of like a muted aerial red, like red, red. And it's like curly hair. And he's like, and the last thing you see is like a close up of him. And he's like, because when I, I get out, I'm going to go on a rampage. No. And then like it ends. And you're just like, aww. And I couldn't stop laughing because every time Woody Harrelson shows up in anything, I just kind of start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. is sad, but. Woody Harrelson has turned his life around and has had an incredible run of a career since, I don't know, seven years, six years ago? Uh, yes. Ever since somebody discovered him again for the Hunger Games, and people were like, oh, this guy is still around. And then he got caught yeah. in a bunch of like smaller dramas that were amazing. Uh, and, and then in Disney. And then, yeah. And now well. he's been in Star Wars, and he's been in, what was the other one? Zombieland. He's been in this. He He was in uh, Three Billboards. Yep. Which was an amazing performance. It was. I saw Three Billboards a couple months ago. Everyone there gave an amazing performance. Right. Also and the most depressing performance of their lives. Yes, well, you know, all for the Oscar, right? So, like, he's capable. Yep. But this was not sold at all direct- as a menace. The directing was a disaster. Again, in the fight sequences. It was all CG, just All CG, stuff. and nothing made sense. We, like nothing we, made sense it, there just wasn't stakes just, just, yeah. like there wasn't real stakes because he can't die I so. just want to know what's happening during the fight sequence as opposed to just like shooting shadows running around in this dark room Venom maybe biting people's heads off like, I just <laughs> basically seriously so. half the half the movie's fight sequences I, I'm like I have no clue what's happening and nor do I care but like at least show me the things if I'm not going to care right so, I'm done. in conclusion, mm. Tom Hardy fans, it's yes. another one. Anyone else? Meh. Yeah. And that's really sad. Okay, so leaving the theater, I thought one good thing can come out of this. It gets so panned by critics. 
Sony finally Sony. gives up everything. Sony says, no, you know what? What we need is Disney and Marvel to write the story for us. And then and we'll then just we'll throw money, money behind it. Yeah. That's what I want. I want to see... That's what happened to Spider-Man. I know. And that's what I want to happen with this. Because I want to see Tom Hardy directed by a like really a director group. <laughs> and the director has done stuff in the past. It's just... Who did this? this? Uh, I don't even remember his name. Hang oh, on. Hang on. He is done. Ruben Fleischer? Flischer? F L E. Let's see. He did Zombieland. Yeah, see? <sighs> Man, so sad. Space Because I like Zombieland. I think it's very, very Gangster well Squad. That was a little bit boring, but. I haven't seen it. Uh, there's a. Okay. Those are like it. That's it. Yeah. Those are the big ones. Yeah. But Zombieland, I thought it was incredibly well directed. Yes, Funny, but it was clever. That was supposed to be kind of a comedy made for a genre that everybody was kind of getting tired of. And apparently here he tried to stick to the genre tropes instead of kind of... I just wonder how much of this is like a... Him or yeah, like studio. Or and, we, and we'll just not know. We, we can't. We'll never know. Yeah. But anywho. All right. Last thoughts. I've I've said my piece. Tom Hardians, this is for you. Yep. That's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Projected Opinions Podcast. Check us out wherever podcasts are available for other episodes. And so thanks so much for tuning in on either audio or video, whichever one you are enjoying this week. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. <laughs>